Welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. I'm Moni. Today we recap Love is Blind Season 3, Episodes 3 through 4. Yesterday I reviewed Episode 2. Feel free, by the way, to go back if you missed it, uh, to listen to Episodes 1 through 2. And also, if this is your first time listening, thank you. I appreciate your time. If you are a return listener... Thank you for coming back. Please like, rate, subscribe, and share, okay? Also, if you're interested, you can find my podcast page uh, in the link below. Now, just a few housekeeping before we actually get started. Uh, At the end of episode two, I was wrong about Nancy's response to Andrew. And I was wrong, so I just need to correct myself here. At the end of episode two, I caught like 10 seconds of episode three, right? And I knew I had to turn it off because if I didn't turn it off, I was going to sit there and watch episode three. And I knew that I wanted to record episode two and save three for the next day. So I didn't watch it, but just the first 10 seconds. And I thought to myself, okay, well, she's not fooling anyone. She's definitely saying yes. So that's why I said in episode two at the end there that she says yes, because everyone else had been saying yes at this point. Uh, Also, remember when she walked out on Bartise when he was trying to have that conversation with her. And also she admitted uh, what I mentioned in episode two, that she was drawn to Andrew by all the stuff, right, that he had did and the places he's been. And basically, which isn't a bad thing, that's a good thing, right? Because you're thinking, wow, this person has done so much, I can learn from them. But she then realized that that just wouldn't be enough. And that actually, when she probably sat down and just evaluated everything, she probably figured there's something missing. Um, And just briefly, I think the thing that was missing is that they don't laugh, right? He's just too cool, calm, and collected, like she said. And he doesn't really... they in any of their pod chats, didn't seem to laugh much. But anyway, nonetheless, I digress. We'll pause there. But (laughs) don't forget, um, episodes five, six, and seven will drop on October 26th. So enough on all that. Let's get into it, shall we? See you on the other side. All right, so here we are. So we're going to go ahead and get started with episode three, and I will then shift to episode four when we get there. Now, with episode three, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, of course, where we left off with on episode two, uh, you know, and that's going to be with Nancy and Andrew. Now, at this point, it comes back and he is on one knee and he proposes and I've already covered this in my opening. I was surprised because I initially thought the response was a yes, but we've already discussed that. Um, She obviously says no, and she stated with all of his accomplishments, which are all great stuff, right? You can't take that away from a person. Um, She saw that he was able to live. I guess she was thinking maybe together they would be able to live this fulfilling life. Um, She was impressed by him. Uh, but then I guess I realized that she realized that um, it wasn't enough, right? And she's basically said that she didn't see it being forever. Like she's looking for forever. She wants to get married. She wants it to be, you know, 
to the end um, and she doesn't want to get married long enough just to get to you know week four and it doesn't work out or get to week four and she you know they get married but then it doesn't last so she thought big picture and she looked down the road which was good because some people actually don't do that they just you know look today live for the moment but long story short so she says no and that's that now I'm going to try not to do a lot of, okay, pause, <laughs> because there is just so much, uh, episode three and four that just even in watching the show and I watched both three and four twice. Cause last night I watched it for myself, right? Just to kind of sit back, relax and just kind of watch it. It was a Friday night. Why not? But then I realized oh, I, I got to take notes. So I had to watch three and four again this time with different eye or different lenses. But yes, so anyway, so she said enough was enough, um, and she just didn't want to do this anymore. A couple of things, I just pause for a second, that I want to mention here. I know that I said in episode, at the end of episode two, that I, that they were one of the relationships where I felt, mm, I think she is interested in Andrew for the wrong reasons, right? Because although I did acknowledge, because I, I, I know I'm pretty good at you know, I'm not going to really take sides. You know, I tend to try to be fair whenever I'm talking about a couple that I share the good things that I see. And then I also share some things that I may be concerned about, right. Um, in regards to their relationship. So, and I don't just take sides just because, you know, she's my friend or, or she's a woman or, you know, she's a girl or, you know, an all men suck, you know, I don't really do that. It's like, no, we also have to see things from his perspective and also see things from her perspective, excuse me. And why are these two people thinking or feeling this way? That's how I try to look at everything is always looking at both sides of the coin, not taking sides and not just, you know, with my invested opinion, but take me out of it what do I really see or my ties to, you know, that person's relationship or my ties to who my favorite is on a show, on a TV show. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So what I saw here is, although I did give him some kudos in the last episode, I said that he's educated. Yes, he is, right? He's well-spoken. He's charming. He's cool. He's chill. He is all those things. I'm not going to take that away from him because he's a jerk, <laughs> Well, is he really a jerk? Anyway, but whatever. But I'm not going to take that away from him. Number two, he is well-traveled, right? He's been to Istanbul and was it Rome or somewhere? Or was that, um, was that uh, Zanab? I can't remember. But anyway, he's been to Africa and, you know, he's traveled. He's done some great things. And he apparently he loves the wildlife and taking pictures of animals and all of this other stuff. That's good too, right? Some people don't get to live life to that extreme. That's a good thing, right? Yes. I also said that he um, looked good in his clothes, right? He wears his clothes and doesn't let his clothes wear him, which is a plus. I mean, that that is good. He takes care of himself. He's well-groomed. He looks like he smells nice. He cares about his appearances. Those are all good things. I'm not taking that away from him either. Some of the things that I did have to have concern with was uh, the whole sexual conversation, right? I thought that was too soon. Why are we going there? Why are you having this talk with her? I didn't like that. Uh, also, she, uh, I do believe that she had asked him 
you know, how he feels about having, you know, big family or having in-laws move in and, and live with them. I don't remember what his answer was, but I don't think it was in the positive. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, I don't remember, but whatever it was, it didn't seem to, uh, uh, make, um, Nancy feel any differently. Right. Put it that way. Meaning like, oh, okay, well, this guy's for me. I, I can't remember what his response was. But anyway, we'll come back to that. Now, what I was sensing from Nancy, which is why I was saying that I think she's interested in him for the wrong reason, is because A, from what I gathered from her in her conversation when she walked out and she was telling Bartiz that she may have interest somewhere else and she just walked out the pod, Okay, well, that door was shut, right? Who else is there? Well, the only other person I know you've been talking to is Andrew. You talked about if this is the day I get engaged, I'm going to be so happy. So I obviously assumed it was Andrew. Uh, but anyway, it was editing, and they're just trying to pull a fast one, so they got me. So I figured that she wanted to go ahead and pursue the relationship with Andrew because she was intrigued by his lifestyle she found him fascinating and interesting and everything but I still felt something was missing and I was like she's she's interested in him for the wrong reasons now that I'm seeing the dynamics between her and Andrew and her and her and Bartise which we've seen her and Bartise in the pods they laugh they joke you know they apparently she likes to laugh right she she's kind of a giddy person so she likes to have a good time she doesn't take herself too serious Bartise doesn't take himself too serious he likes to have a good time and together they all this ball of yarn right and they just seem to really feed off of the other's energy none of that was present with Andrew I don't think they even laughed more than once or twice and if it was I don't think it was that hard belly laugh right you know that laugh when you got to grab your stomach that laugh when you start shedding tears, that laugh that after that is like, wow, that was good. You know, like, or that laugh where it's like, man, that was so funny. You got to put your head down. And even thinking about it later, you start laughing again. They didn't have any of that. Uh, that's a huge dynamic. That's a huge dynamic of who, and I need to cut this short, but sorry, who Nancy is. And in her being, she needs to be able to share that expat of herself in her relationship with her partner every day. I'm done. Okay. I told you I hope I don't do a lot of these old okay pauses. I'm, I'm scared this is going to be long-winded because again, I've got two episodes to cover and there's a lot of stuff that I want to say. Okay. So now we got homeboy, Andrew, right? in this one-on-one with the producers and they're asking him questions because, you know, Nancy said no and they're asking him how he feels about it. Um... <laughs> pause oh god okay wait no before i pause okay no no pause so he's sitting there and he starts well he wants us to think he's crying right because it's like he's sitting there's like "Mm." he's trying to muster up tears but nothing's happening so because i believe the producer was asking him how does it feel right i guess just to be let down by a woman uh, and so, or for things to, for her to say no or, or whatever it was. And he says, hold on. So he reaches in his pocket and grabs some visine or eye drops, whatever it was. And he drops them in his eyes. 
Okay, and so he said, and then after he he puts in a few squirts, then he looks down, and then the visine, not his tears, are running down the side of each of his eyes, and then he looks into the camera and says, you know, I didn't know. What did he say? He never thought that a woman can bring him to tears. As Boo, no, the Visine is bringing you to tears, okay? It's not the woman because your, your eyes were dry. When the producer first asked you, how do you feel, in other words, to be let down or to be rejected or for her to say no? And then you're looking at him straight on and you had no tears in your eye. You say, hold on, I need to take something out of my pocket. And you come out with your eye drops, you squirt them in, and then you look into the camera and say, I never thought a woman can bring me to tears with literal visine running down your eyes. I don't even get that. Oh my goodness. This guy is so cocky and so arrogant and so, oh, I'm, he's just so, is it, he's, I don't know. He, what's the word? He drinks his own bath water. <laughs> right? Like, okay, enough. All right. We gonna move on, but we're done with Andrew. For somehow, I'm thinking we're done with Andrew. But they did say they're gonna change up uh, Love it, Love Is Blind this season. So the people who didn't make it as far as so far, we got five couples on this getaway in Malibu. So last season, I know the other couples, we just never saw them again, right? We didn't don't know if they ever went on to build relationships with another. But I'm understanding that love is blind this season will be a little different. So I don't know if there will be a second round of pot. I mean, I have no idea. But apparently we will see as we can tell by the um, to come at the end, we will see Andrew again. So all right, so now we go to Bartice and Nancy. And I love these two energy together. They're fun, they're goofy. He talks about his grandma, and at this point, we're still in the pod. He's talking about his grandma, about his grandma telling him, you know, what type of woman that she would like for him to settle down with, uh, and what to look for, uh, and things that she, and I believe that she hopes that when he finds someone that you know, it's someone that that reminds him of her or something along those lines. Um, he also asked if she had a, she said, well, he said, let me ask you a question. If we were together in the real world and you had a long day from work and you get home uh, and you had three things to choose from, one being food or do you want to just come home and, you, you know, you just want to take a shower first or me? And she said, oh, you for sure, hands down. And he was like, wow, this is good. <laughs> um, and again, right answer, right? What are you going to say? Well, I mean, in most normal senses, you'll be like, okay, you know what? I, I need to eat <laughs> or I need to take a shower. I just feel so, you know, dirty. But she says him, which, of course, that is what you should say, right? But in real life, that's usually not how it plays out. But I, I get it. Okay. We're still in a pause with Bartise and Nancy. He opens up about his feelings about her. She gushes in anticipation. She's standing there with this mauve colored dress and the girl's out. Um, and he's just being really emotional right now. But she's standing there like she knew it was coming. 
like she was just waiting, like, go ahead, let's get it out. Say you're on your knees, you know, ask me to marry you. Um, and, and I just keep having here, these two are so freaking cute and I really do like them together. Now, remember that he's 25 years old, which I believe she was 31. So at the beginning of the show, remember she was kind of nervous about the age difference. The other thing I do like about Bartise is that he is someone who tends to live in the moment, right? He has no fears. He has no concern. He's that in the moment guy. And, and basically he's the kind of guy who can really just kind of go for anything, right? He will take chances and that's good. A lot of people aren't like that. We tend to think too far ahead. And also he goes all in. That was the other thing that I noticed as far as picking up on Bartiz is that he goes all in. And something else I want to mention too, I don't know why I am not good with names, but Nancy reminds me of <sighs> that the woman on Love is Blind season two who reminded me of J-Lo, right? And she she has a little bit of J-Lo when she first came out, you know, Jenny from the block. And then she also has a little bit of the Selma Hayek like if Selma Hayek and J-Lo had a baby, <laughs> they would have Nancy. <laughs> right? Anyway, but yeah, anyway, but I think she's really sweet and she, she, uh, I, I like them two together. Just as far as what I can see right now, right? That, I mean, we only have four episodes um, to go by, but we'll see what happens down the road. All right, so we go to another pod and now we have SK and Raven. Now, I know I have here Raven is 27. I forgot how old um, SK is. But in the pods, they start playing a game. Um, and he's sitting there with his African attire and his hat on. And she's just kind of just laid on the couch with her blankie. Girlfriend is not eating chicken wings. And she's not doing any jumping jacks or any yoga. <laughs> so she definitely, at this moment anyway, <laughs> uh, is very into SK. She's giving him her undivided attention. And again, as I mentioned before, because she is intrigued by him, she finds him very mysterious. Uh, also, he's different from all the other guys that she's ever dated before, right? You know, the, the meatheads or the whatever she called them, the exercise fit body guys who you know, she always gushes over or falls for head over heels for this is a little different. She's never dated an African person or man. As I know, she would have told him that I'm assuming. And, uh, he hadn't said anything about being into fitness or anything like that, or, you know, so there's that. And he's coming more from an edu educational background saying, I just got accepted to Berkeley. I'm about to go do my graduate studies. I'm African, I'm from a big family. Uh, and this is different from what she's used to. And I think that's why she is so into him at this moment because she is intrigued by him. Okay. And now, and I think some of the questions real quick, She uh, he asked her, do you think I'm a night owl? And she said, yes a night owl or a day owl and she chose night owl which is he said yes is correct and 
she also he also asked her do you think i am neat i mean either neat and organized or messy or something like that and she said uh neat or organized which was he said yes which is correct um he likes things a certain way uh and then he also asked her do you think that i am picky and she said yes she does believe that he is picky so after those three questions he was just like wow like he was just astounded like wow she got all those questions right like she knows me or she pays attention right okay now to me as i think i mentioned that raven is intrigued by sk but as i mentioned that i believe that it's more about the mystery for her um i'm just really i think in a sense that in the pods i believe that she may have painted excuse me a visual in her head of who she thinks he is and what I'm worried about is that when she gets to meet him I wonder if she would feel disappointed or not right um, whether or not he was able to meet that visual that she had painted for him in his head because it's one thing to imagine someone to be something and then you meet them and they're not that person so, um, which is bad because you should not put such a heavy expectation on someone without them knowing that there's a heavy expectation that they're supposed to adhere to. Uh, that's just a, a, a hot mess. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to go ahead and go into, so now they get ready to meet, all right? And she is really nervous. She's got the, on this cute purple dress. I would never wear it, but she's got on this dress that fits her. And she's just pacing back and forth, and she's shaking her hands, and, you know, just wrist. And I believe, like as I mentioned earlier, even with, I think it was Matt who was doing that, um, who was just making sure that you're getting the your blood circulation running through your body. <laughs> you know, we don't want, don't want her to pass out or anything. And he is on the other side of his pod door waiting for it to open. And he's just kind of calm. He's just standing there. Uh, he had on a, this kind of brownish suit and, I, um, and this uh, kente um, thing for his pocket, his, his blazer pocket. So he, he looked fine. Uh, so anyway, the doors open and they walk out and with SK, he says, oh my God, right? That was his initial reaction to seeing Raven. Raven comes out and she says nothing. And I think cause she was just taking it in, which is interesting. Pause. Now at this point, I think we've had five couples or maybe four couples walk through those doors. And every other couple we're talking about, Alexis and Bren, Brennan, excuse me, they ran to each other. They were so happy. Uh, and they had um, really sincere, genuine, uh, you know, excitement for one another. Okay. Then we also had, uh, what is it, Colleen and Matt. We saw how that went, right? Um, I don't want to get there. And we also had, um, oh, I don't want to break it, but all of the couples who, you know, did eventually walk through those doors, they were excited to see the other. So this was one where her expression, uh, when she finally laid her eyes on him, was kind of muted. I mean, she still had a smirk or a smile on her face, but it was muted. And then when they finally, you know, embraced, she was just like, wow, it's so good to see you, you know, and then they 
gave each other a kiss. He got down on one knee and he put the ring on her finger. And she said, you know, she was happy and everything. He had more of a visual reaction to seeing her than she did. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, I digress. So we now go to the pod and we've got Colleen and Matt. Now he opens up about his feelings. No, she's opens up, excuse me. She's talking, she's kind of pacing and she's talking about her feelings for him. And he also says that he allows, excuse me, he says that she allows him to open up easily too. Like he doesn't have to feel guarded. And she tells him that she's ready and she loves him. And then he also says, I love you. And I guess, because remember, She's been through this twice. And I don't like to use the word dumped or rejected, but you know, it. she had her anticipation of the relationship going a certain way. I believe with Cole was one, and I don't know if it was Brennan, I don't remember who the other guy was, with the other, and both men chose two other women. And she feels like, okay, well, I have a great connection with Matt. It's gotta be Matt, right? It has to be him. And then she's thinking, okay, this is the moment I'm either gonna get engaged or I'm gonna get dumped again. So she's walking in there and she's pacing around. And then I believe it was when she said, look, doggone it, I, I love you. And then I think when, and he said, oh, wow. And I think when he said, oh, wow, she fell to her knees behind the sofa, remember? And I think she was thinking in that moment, okay, let me stop. Cause she stopped talking at that moment. And she didn't know, did I say too much? Did I scare him off? Is he gonna leave now? Is he now gonna be like, oh, wow, crap. You told me you love me and I don't love you. So she didn't know where it was gonna go after that, which is why she got real quiet after that and fell down and kind of covered her face. <laughs> behind the couch and then of course that's when he was like oh wow you know I love you too and you know what let's do this I'm getting on my knees you know will you be married will you marry me and that's when she was excited so it worked out for them I'm very happy for the two of them I think um they'll be well anyway we'll see how whether or not they're going to work out or not okay so we go back to the pods now and we are now with Bartise and Nancy so I don't know why, but every time I come to these two, is either they're cute or they're playful or they're funny. It's just always something like that. But she is so playful and she is dancing, as I mentioned, in the waiting room. This is before they walk out to see each other. And she kept saying, she got this cute little uh, rose dress. It's either high... Yeah, it's like a rose. You know, when you get jewelry, you got gold, silver, and rose. It's that rose looking color not as in red rose and it's not really a mauve but it's like rose or high pink something like that or deep pink excuse me anyway so she's there and she's saying how she's excited and her she's got this cute mini skirt on she's got her shoes her hair her makeup is cute and she's just kind of dancing around her room and uh she said you got this girl and she's shaking her hips <laughs> She is a ball of fire. Uh, and then Bartise, he was in his pod um, kind of waiting uh, to come out as well. Anyway, the door is open. He says, wow, girl, you better get here. <laughs> get over here now, which was good to hear because it was like, wow, you know, like, okay, I like her. Get on over here. But that is his energy, right? That is his personality. And I kind of think about it now, like, I don't know if that would have, I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll deal with that later. 
So they embraced, they kissed, they couldn't stop touching each other. They couldn't stop kissing and all that good stuff. Um, he does get down on one knees and then he asks for her hand in marriage. And of course she says yes. Uh, and then they're talking more. So they're at the point where they're sitting off to the side and they're just chatting more. She's rubbing his legs and she, you know, she's talking about how she's getting married and she's so happy that she chose him and just all this other stuff that you would normally say in these situations, correct? So now, what was I thinking here? Now, first of all, this is the same woman, right? We're talking about Nancy, who, when she initially met Barty, she's like, oh, I really like this guy. Then they had a conversation. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't even ask how old you are. How old are you? And he says he's 25. And she's like, oh, no. Sorry, boo. I don't do 25. <laughs> I think, what did she say, like 33 or something? Something, I forgot what the age was, that was the limit. But um, she said, oh no, this isn't gonna work, sorry. <laughs> so um, so she leaves, right? And that's when she went to start to talk to or start getting closer to Andrew. But now, here we are, full circle, we come back to Bartice, and basically she's saying that she realizes that age is just a number, right? And he makes her feel young and she um, told him, you know, that, uh, when they, they're going to get married, they're going to stay together forever. And she says, you know, don't forget I'm older than you. When I get old, you're gonna have to wipe my tail. And he says, Oh no, I'm not wiping your tail. And she said, yeah, she told him, no, don't worry. You're going to wipe my tail. <laughs> when I get old. <laughs> He's going to do it. I told him that he will. <laughs> he said, nah, boy, I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, we go back, we're still in the pods, so we go to Colleen and Matt, and uh, I was thinking to myself, okay, look at these two, they are definitely going to find um, one another attractive, um, and they also look good together, for sure. Uh, so they're waiting in their respective individual rooms, pod rooms, waiting to come out, they hadn't came out yet. You know, but you know how the camera shows them and they're kind of pacing back and forth and she's just really nervous and all of those things if he's going to accept her, if he's going to like her. So that's what I mean when I say these two, they just, in my opinion at the moment, I'm like, oh, they look so cute together. And I think when they finally come out, they will definitely find each other, each other attractive. But so anyway, so they're in their rooms, they wait for the doors to open and the doors finally open. And I remember catching and I think I mentioned it earlier Colleen he came out first and I think he was like oh wow he said something her eyes were still closed because she didn't open her eyes immediately and maybe I think by what he said I, I don't know if she it sounded like it appears excuse me that she may have taken it like oh he doesn't like what he see because it was either something like oh wow it was something like that and wow can be either oh wow good or it could be oh wow crap what I got myself into right so she kind of then a few seconds later opened her eyes to say wait a minute who is what does he look like and then she saw him it seemed like it took about two to three seconds and she just bolted for him and ran to him so and they just at that point could not even stop touching she was shaking and uh and he embraced her and anyway so eventually he got down one knee and then he asked her um, to marry him she said yes and a few things that she said she loved about him she said that she loved his height it was perfect for someone small like her she said she loved his blue eyes and uh, and she just thought that he was just perfect so definitely perfect for her 
And the other thing, too, is there was a time when he kind of picked her up and, and not spun her around. That was the first time. But there was another time he picked her up. And I looked at her and she had this look like, look, mama, I got one. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds crazy, but yeah, she just had this look like, God damn it, finally, <laughs> I found someone too uh, in the pod room. So now we arrive at Malibu and which was interesting because I didn't realize it was Malibu until the second time I watched it but the first time again I wasn't paying attention I was just chill and just relaxing for me and I was just like oh this is pretty and I was thinking normally they go out the country right they normally I think they go to Mexico or something or is that married at first sight but anyway, I real I caught this time that they were in Malibu. I was thinking, oh, that's California. That's really pretty. But anyway, so we're there. Now the couples are arriving um, together and they're unloading their vehicles at their place, retreat, wherever they're staying. And they're checking into their individual rooms. And yes, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not into episode four, am I? No. <laughs> so they're checking into their individual rooms and just kind of, you know, just talking, getting to know one another, unpacking, settling in type of thing. So we see Alex, Alexa, excuse me, and Brennan. Uh, we see Colleen and Matt. We see... Uh, Cole and Zanab, and I believe, oh yeah, and then we also get Nancy and Bartiz, and then we get SK and Raven at the end. So there are five couples here. Now, let's go to Colleen and Matt. So they're just having, you know, just small chats, you know, not really, I didn't really focus on a lot of things here with these couples. I kind of just picked up, you know, just one or two things. But in their small chat, Matt said that he feels good about them. He finds her very attractive. He thinks that she's hella sexy. Uh, and he said he's just so happy. And he asked, I guess they asked him if it was weird, if he was worried or anything. And so he told the producers, he said, um, I, I know, right? I'm not worried. Is that weird that I'm not worried about this, how this whole thing turns out basically or works out of it or her, the whole thing. He said, no, I'm not worried at all. It, and does that kind of seem weird that I'm not, right? And the other thing I love about them too is that they are so touchy um, and feely towards one another. So they definitely are good at showing each other affection, so which is very important in any relationship. And they also do have great chemistry too, by the way. Uh, now, he was also telling the producer, he says, look, now, there are two beds. Well, I guess for all the couples in their little hideaway or stay away, there are two beds there just in case, you know, somebody's not ready and somebody wants to sleep alone. And he says, look, we have two beds here, but that other bed is going to be used just to hold luggage, shoes, <laughs> and bags. Nobody's sleeping on that bed. We will be together tonight. <laughs> so, and he just knows. He's confident in their relationship and he's confident in their chemistry like yeah no uh we, yeah, we're sleeping together today um alexis and brennan uh and their little small chats they're sitting over here by the little teepee and so he said that he would die for her 
Um, it was something to do with the tutory board or something, and but something about she was hoping she didn't know if he was lactose intolerant or whatever, and she was like she didn't want to kill him or something, kill him off already or something like that. So he was just making fun, and so don't worry. I mean, that's why I chose you, right? I would die for you, and she just kind of looked at him like, wow. And I'm just thinking, wow, that's kind of early. <laughs> I mean, literally, you've only known her like two, three weeks max, maybe two weeks at this point. I don't know if you're ready to die for her. But um, he said that he is so happy that she is real because he really did. He was kind of nervous going into this process. He didn't know if this whole thing was real. Like, okay, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to participate. We can have some fun. I'll probably make some good male friends, but I don't know if I'm going to find love here. So he's just like wow i'm just glad that you are actually real on the other side um now she appears to be holding back a little bit here now okay pause i think that the reason that she's in my observation she just seems and again it could just be her personality right she's not like a, a colleen she's not like a cole right she's not like a nancy let's just use that example she's not all over the place hyper and giddy and laughing and that's not her personality but it seems like she was more excitable in the ponds to me here now that they're out the ponds and they're in Malibu, and she's with him in person, face-to-face. -face. They're not in the pond anymore. She seems a little bit, not distant. She's still being affectionate with him. But she seems a little bit more quieter or guarded, or she's more she's holding something back. I don't know what it is. The only thing I can think, I'm assuming she likes him. She said she did. Uh, I'm assuming she finds him attractive. She's told us she did they had just arrived right so they hadn't even had their first night there so the only thing that led me to believe is that perhaps she is still worried uh worried excuse me about the intimacy because remember she had mentioned that she's she's not small she said you know she loves herself and she loves her body and she loves who she is she just wants to make sure that whoever she's with can accept her as she is. Um, so I'm not really picking up that she lacks any confidence, but she just wants to make sure that the other person's like, look, okay, I'm a little bit thick, but this is me, this is who I am. Can you accept this? Because I don't wanna get all giddy and excited and, and think we're doing this and then, you know, we go there and, you know, you're not happy. Let's just put it that way. So I think she's holding back a little bit until she can make sure maybe that they've had at least their first night together and they were able to, I guess, have that intimate moment and where she can probably get that reassurance that she needs before she can open up a little bit more. Does that make sense? But anyway, okay. So, yeah, so that was Alexa and Brennan. Now, we go to Cole and Zanab. Uh, they're having small chats. Um, they're, where are they? They're, are they at, the, oh, they're at the pool or something. I don't know where they are. But anyway, they're, I don't, okay. Anyway, they're having their small chats. And I just have here that it's a no for me. <laughs> it's just too much. He's too, he's just too playful. And she might need to give him about eight to 10 more years before I actually think that he's actually ready for a relationship, a full serious on relationship. Okay, um, she said that she 
has had enough yeah they're at the pool because they're in the water right okay so she says that she's had enough seriousness in her past relationships and one of the things that she my words love or admires about Cole is that he does have a very playful side and I believe I had mentioned this in episode two that well anyway I'll save it okay so she well no let me go to it he meant she mentions excuse me I mentioned in episode two that he has a very um, playful side, but then yet he tends to be able to just flip that switch and be composed and serious, um, which at the time I kind of gave him credit for it because initially I was kind of confused with him and Colleen initially and was just too silly, silly, silly. But then when he started talking to Zanab and she was being very serious and getting deep and sharing about the loss of her parents and her family and her growing up and grieving for 10 years, he had calmed that crap down and he was all in listening, paying attention, being serious. All of that playful stuff had went out the window and he was asking her questions about how she felt, how he, how she felt and telling her that he was proud of her and the woman that she's become and all these things. Right. And that's when I said, Oh, okay, well maybe he does have two sides, but I didn't see the extent of his playfulness. Oh my goodness. And I guess take, take that boy out the pod and it's, it's a hot mess. Uh, but anyway, so there's that. Also, by the way, here's a free tip. Take it to the bank. Men, please don't tell your women that they look different without makeup on. Okay. It's just got, it's going to open up a whole can of worms and it doesn't really make a woman feel good. Just like in married at first sight, for those who watch that, you already know where I'm about to go. Right with um what's his name um christian and um oh my goodness i'm i'm forgetting my um my other show's couples what was it christian and mitch where with christian and mitch you know he was saying how she wears makeup and she doesn't really wear a lot of makeup but he is an environmentalist so he's all into you know all this natural stuff and so he just wanted he likes her more natural, which she doesn't mind being natural for him, but she occasionally likes to wear makeup, as we know, as women. We like to wear makeup just occasionally, just for ourselves, just so we feel pretty. So, and here it is, now to come back to Love is Blind, Cole is saying to Zanab at night, or whenever this is, when they're getting ready for bed, and she's taking her makeup off, and he says to her that she looks different without makeup on. So of course that makes her probably feel a little bit insecure. And she says, she jokes back, could be real too though. But she says, well, if this is not gonna work for you, I mean, the only thing I really did was wash my face and take off my lashes. I don't think I looked that different, but you know, you still have <laughs> good timing. If you, this isn't gonna work for you, you can go ahead and we can just, you know, call this a wrap now and it's still early in the process. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. You're still beautiful to me either way. I do like you natural, but my thing is just don't even go there. Don't, don't do that. It doesn't make a woman feel good because then it starts to make her doubt herself when you tell her, you know, she looks different without makeup on because you can't just say, oh, you look different without makeup on and just go on with, so what's for dinner? <laughs> you know, no, uh, you need to elaborate on that. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Why do I look different? Because now she's going to start asking questions and I promise you that won't be the end of that. She's going to ask questions an hour later, maybe two hours later, and definitely the next day. So yeah, don't do it. Free tip. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so we go to Bartise and Nancy. Now, with Bartise and Nancy, 
I'm thinking, okay, so why does Bart? Okay, 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 pause. <laughs> oh God, okay. Okay, work with me. Just listen. Listen, Linda. <laughs> no, listen, Linda. Yeah, listen, Linda. I'm going to say listen, Lindy. Okay, just listen. Hear me out. Why does Bartise look like Lajuan Jr.? Okay? Or maybe. Hold on, hold on. I hear you guys laughing. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's say that's number one, Olajuwon Jr. It, okay, let, let me set the scene. We get to Bartiz and Nancy, and he's got his shirt off, and he's got that orange shorts on, and they're in the bathroom, and I think he's running the water. They're about to have a bubble bath or something. I don't know. So, and he's got his gold cross chain on and his Gumby, you know, haircut. He he needs a haircut, for number one. But either way, so he's doing it. He didn't realize she was behind him. And she's got um, Mrs. to be or wifey to be or something, future wifey. So he turns around and as he's walking to her to hold her and embrace her, these were the first thing that came to mind. So number one was Olajuwon Jr. Number two, I said, or if maybe, okay, and let's not make this too deep. I'm just using this for analogy. I know this would never, ever happen. I'm saying that for the record now. I'm just saying if this was to ever happen in life, right? If this could even possibly happen. If Olajuwon and Apollo had a baby, it would look like Bartiz. Okay? Now, Olajuwon, for those who don't know, uh, was on Married at First Sight season 14, Boston, okay? I'm not even about to talk about that show because <laughs> I know we're all focused on Love is Blind. But look him up, Google him. Olajuwon, oh, and this is also with no tattoo. Before, when he first started, he didn't have the neck tattoo. He got the neck tattoo after. So just put aside the neck tattoo <laughs> and just imagine Olajuwon Jr. is Bartiz. Or... Olajuwon and Apollo. Now, I understand they're men. They can't have kids. I'm just saying scientifically, right, if this was possible, right, uh, the two of them together would produce Bartiz. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm getting off that soapbox. <laughs> okay. Now, so Bartiz prepares um, the bubble bath. I just mentioned that. Uh, and she... You know, he, they embrace, they hug. They're always cussing, I mean, um, hugging, embracing, kissing, and all that stuff. And I, I do like that. And they get in the tub. They're just laughing and, and, and just having a good time. And, I, and there was just a lot of giddiness coming from her. A, I can think some of it could be, oh, this is weird. I'm getting into a bathtub with my fiance, <laughs> someone I've known less than two weeks and we're in Malibu you know on a getaway and uh this is all on camera like it's just and so there was a lot of awkwardness there right makes sense um and I guess it was coming out in these weird laughs because she laughs anyway but it was just kind of like okay that's a little bit too much but she was just getting just laughing too much He's going to laugh anyway, but when she starts laughing, he's going to laugh, and then now you got to laugh fast. So that's what was going on. That's what's always going on with them. But it was extra, too, in this moment in the tub. 
somehow, and I'm not even going to go there, she gets into this conversation about going, quote unquote, in the tub. And I'll just leave it at that. Because if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I want to keep my uh, podcast clean. <laughs> but anyway, so she talked about that. And um, it was the, what do I have here? It was the nanny. It was just too much for me. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I just couldn't deal with it. And, my, and here's what I'm thinking too, number one. Uh, Nancy, you know the camera is rolling. Mm, you are not having this 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 specific conversation in an intimate setting at home with Bartiz, right? Or your fiance, you guys are filming for a show. The camera is running and you choose to not even bring this up, but elaborate. It was a bit too much. This is goes in the same, um, bucket as Andrew's stuff so we'll just put that over there but it was a little too much I, I don't think anybody needed to hear that okay so we go to where go to SK and Raven um, now with SK and Raven huh um, they are yeah well they are in Malibu of course but we didn't really get to see a lot of them because I know I kept thinking a couple of times, they're like, okay, well, where is SK and where is Raven? Why are we not seeing them? But I guess, you know, they're not being as affectionate and, and you know, showing any kind of emotions, really. It seems like, anyway, we'll, we'll get there. So I was thinking, where is Raven and SK, as I just said? Um, and I said, and I've got written in my notes that it took us a while to get there, which is true. Uh, and I said something else I kind of picked up was that with this relationship, just from what we can see, it is very surface level and it appears force to me as well, as far as their whole interaction just seems forced. Like they're just, they're not forcing to fake it, right? But they're forcing to just move along, right? Just to get along. There you go. They're forcing to just kind of get along. Like, look, we are existing, right? Um, so it's not forced, like they're forcing to show fakeness. Like, look, we like each other. No, I'm not getting that. But they are forcing their existence. Okay. So, <laughs> and it's so, so surprised when I go back and, and read my own notes. I'm like, oh, you said that, you're so silly girl. So I had said, um, boo, you're not getting any tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the scene because remember they finally get in bed and um, for the night and this is they had just arrived you know and I don't know what they did all day because we didn't really see them where everybody else went out to the teepee and some people went to play games and you know whatever we didn't see them so we don't know what their re interactions were once they got there but we get the scene where I guess they're getting ready for bed uh, so anyway, so now he's in bed and she's just laying there. They're talking and she's on top of the sheets where he's underneath the sheets. And I guess she just wants us to know, look, there's nothing happening here. I'm going to sleep on top of these sheets, which is fine. Uh, and but yeah, and, and he didn't seem to come across as if he thought anything was going to happen. I didn't pick up that energy from him at all. It was just funny that I just noted that Boo, you're not getting any. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that he was expecting any. So now Raven 
is trying to, what is she trying to do here? I guess she's trying to get us to, to understand that the reason she's not showing any affection towards SK, I don't know if it's us or she's trying to convince SK, right? Because a lot of times, well, no, sometimes I do believe that people on reality TV do things because A, they know that they're being recorded, they're on camera, and they, they consider their actions because they know that the viewers are going to see things and have their own, perceive their own thoughts. So I believe that in this moment, she's trying to convince us that the reason that she's not, or convince him too, that the reason that she's not showing him any affection is because it's not easy for her um, and that she's normally guarded. And that she also said that she hadn't used her body languages since being in the pod, right? Because when you're in the pod, you can't flirt, right? I mean, physically, you can't show flirtation. You can't show your curves, your body. You, you, you don't have any of that because you're behind a wall. So the other person can't see you anyway, right? Uh, so yeah, things like that. Um, and she said that she feels that sometimes she's just physically awkward. Like she physically awkward, the first thing that Kim comes to mind to me is like she just doesn't know what to do with herself. Which I don't know if I buy too much because she's an attractive woman. She's been in relationships. She knows how to physically express herself. She's also a poly instructor. So, but hey, if that's what she said, that's fine. But anyway, so those are some of her concerns. And if anything, SK in the meantime, is just being supportive. He's like, you know what? Hey, it's cool. It's okay. I'm not rushing you. Um, you know, we did talk about this, some of this in the pod. I want you to take your time when you're comfortable. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not with you for those reasons. Um, if, if it's, you know, we just need to continue to at least try, get to know one another, continue to build a strong, deeper relationship and let that be the foundation of our relationship. And then it can grow from there. Now, a lot of that stuff was stuff that he said, and a lot of it were my words too, but I was just trying to get you to see that that's the gist of where he's at and where I guess they're agreeing to be at until they can feel that there is a true emotional bond. Now we go to Cole and uh, Zanab. Now, <clears throat> I am concerned and I, and I know that I had said that I had liked Cole's, Cole, excuse me, um, his playfulness, but I really am beginning to feel like it is a little bit too much. It is very childlike. And although I know that Zanov said that she had been in too many serious relationships in the past and that she does like his playfulness, but I don't think she was thinking like this, right, or on this level. Um, so, because it, it is a bit too much. So, but anyway, so she's, so apparently they had spent the night together, right? It's finally officially the next morning for all the couples. And from, I guess, what I can get, you know, they shared their intimate moment that night. She's ironing and she looks just, like she's got a lot of stuff on her mind. And apparently what we hear from her one-on-one -on -one is that uh, last night um, after their moment or moments, whatever it was, that Cole just sort of got up and I don't know if he, where he went to. I don't know if he got up and went to take a shower or he got up, I mean, but whatever it was, 
that there was no, and I don't mean right after the moment, but even probably let's just say after the night, like this morning, he kind of got up, didn't like embrace her, acknowledge her, kiss her on the cheek or forehead, say, man, last night was great. I'm really glad that we got to share this, you know, what, none of that. He just kind of got up and went, I don't know what he went to do, <laughs> take a shower, get coffee. I mean, I have no idea, get breakfast, but he got up and didn't acknowledge her basically and she was just kind of wondering which isn't good because it's like okay well we finally you know we were talking in this pod we finally get to meet one another and we finally share this intimate moment and the next morning you get up and walk away that doesn't feel good if anything that's going to leave the other person with a lot of questions right was it me? Was I no good? Uh, was I bad? Um, did I not know what I was doing? Did I not satisfy him? Did I not please him? Right? That will leave, in this case, let's just direct it more towards them. His action left her more puzzled. And so it is early on. She can't be going off on him. She can try to have a conversation with him. But I don't even think that she can even have that serious conversation. He's not even aware that you know what maybe I need to embrace her maybe I need to check in with her and just let her know hey I'm here at a great time I'm so glad we were able to connect last night I'm going to get breakfast do you want to or something but I don't want to say at 25 he's not there because if we look at Bartiz who's 25 Bartiz and Cole are not equally matured right Bartiz is a lot more mature in that same age rank compared to Cole. Bartiz is always showing uh, Nancy affection, right? He's always considering her, always thinking of her. Um, even with them, with their makeup, um, their wake up, right? He was giving her morning kisses. I mean, all those things. And he's serious, right? I mean, he does like to laugh and joke. We see him with Nancy all the time, right? But he also has this kind of matureness about him and seriousness about him not too serious but like okay I can hang up the hat on silliness yeah let's talk right that so Cole has that too I get it but Cole's dynamics are very extreme anyway so he said he's going to take a shower and he calls her in and he asks her if she needs the steam because remember she was ironing and she says no I'm just ironing I'm doing this old-fashioned with an iron <laughs> I don't understand why he would ask her if she needs a steam. Maybe what, the shirt, let's say, because that's what she was ironing. She would hang up the shirt in the bathroom to take the wrinkles out. But how long do you plan to be in there? You know, she's like, no, I'm going to iron. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the quickest way to get the wrinkles out. Anyway, so he scribbles. He says, do you see this as he's in the shower and the steam on the shower door? He says he scribbles. Cole loves Z on a shower door. He said, ask her, do you see that? And she <laughs> softly, um, confusingly, <laughs> if that's a word, she says, uh, yes, I see that. With a, a sense of worry in her face, right? There was a look of concern like, oh, is this really what I signed up for? <laughs> So there was that. The other thing, too, is, like I said, that I keep going back to this childish behavior that he exudes because it really drives me crazy. Um, 
he says like they were in the bathroom, right? And I guess he was getting ready. He's put on his shirt and she, um, I don't know what she was doing. She was about to put it into her makeup. And I think she was either brushing her teeth or she was using mouthwash. And he says, I want to talk to you about something. And then she rinses the mouthwash off, out, excuse me, and he says, well, never mind. Maybe we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> okay. Childish, number one. Because if you want to have a serious conversation with her, you're not going to say, I want to have a conversation with you about something and then say, never mind. That is a pet peeve. Don't even bring it up for me. Right. I, I don't want to hear that. Hey, I, I got something to tell you. They say, you know what? Never mind. I'll tell you later. No, tell me now. Why even bring it up? Because now all that's going to do is drive me crazy. But I've gotten to the point to where I can deal with it a lot better now. If somebody even tries to play that game with me and say, I got something to tell you and say, well, never mind. I'll tell you later. I'm just like, OK, whatever. I don't, I, I don't even care. <laughs> I move on with my life and focus on some other things that I'm working on or doing, whereas back then it was like no tell me what's going on you can't just tell me so i would hang on that i don't do that anymore of course but i'm just saying here that childish behavior him even introducing that and you can see right away she's like okay fine if you want to tell me you can tell me if you don't it, it's not a big deal I, I just think it's immature childish of you to even bring that up and then not even share whatever the thought was but and so she let it go but I think she's starting to make a mental note of some of these little things, again, like she said, that you just don't see in a pod, right? And you're not gonna discover those things in a pod. You're gonna only discover those things outside the pod once you guys are together and you're finally in living in the real world. So that's where we are. So that is episode three. I'm gonna pause now um, and then when we come back, we will pick up episode four. Now, I didn't want to make this too long, but I think it's best if I just go ahead and have them both together. I want to try to get to the point where I have my, my, my uh, podcast all under an hour, just out of respect for your time. But I'm just letting you know that this is going to be a pause for three. So just in case you need to go away and come back or run, do whatever you need to do, that you can come back and just pick up four. So we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks okay so here we are um, this is the beginning of episode four now with episode four this is going to be brief the, the first half anyway because it's really just the couples have at this point spend the first night together and so usually at this point it's about well how was your first night together and also the show trying to get you know trying to figure out well did you guys you know, consummate your relationship <laughs> or your engagement. So let's go ahead and get started with that. So we have uh, Colleen and Matt. They're waking up and they're talking about the fact that they had a great time uh, last night. Okay. And I believe it was Colleen who also said she was sitting on a chair out in the backyard. And she said, yeah, we had a great time. It was, it was really wonderful. Uh, then we have Bartise and Nancy. And they talk about their moment. Um... And they have this cute pillow fight. And I'm just thinking, yeah, her energy and personality would have definitely had been too much for Andrew. Again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future with this relationship, but just with where we are today, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I'm not really sure 
if her um, high laughs and energy and all of that would have been I know sometimes you do need a balance, and I don't even know why I'm bringing up Andrew at this point, but I was just saying the way that they were pillow fighting and just having a good time and everything, that that probably would have been too much for um, Andrew. Now with uh, Alexa and Brennan, she had a, she said that she had a really nice time, and he says that she is naturally beautiful. She said that she, they were, this is still when they were laying in bed, and he, when he said to her that she's naturally beautiful, she was saying, oh, really? Well, thank you. And then she said, well, you know, I get Botox. Um, I think she was kind of pointing to her forehead. And he says, well, he does too. And that's when there was a knock at the door and it was um, room service bringing them breakfast. And so then we go to Raven and SK. Uh, they are doing, we didn't even get them in bed. <laughs> no questions about how it was last night. No, they're out doing Pilates. <laughs> um outside outdoors now there now there was a point which is interesting when sk said that he doesn't know how people do this you know like exercise and pilates and things indoors that he needs to be outdoors and i guess because he was just saying how hot it was and it's like okay how can you you know, you need to at least be outdoor with nature and the environment so you can get fresh air as you're sweating because wouldn't that just be too much inside? But, you know, there is AC. <laughs> but anyway, so they're in the bathroom and I believe she's putting on her makeup and he's washing his face. I guess he's about to get ready to jump in the shower. And there wasn't really much here. There wasn't really much, much conversation. Um, she just seemed a bit, again, standoffish again as if she's trying to figure out okay what am i going to do here with this situation what am i going to do here with this guy am i going to go all go all in excuse me or am i'm just going to just be done right or am i going to just play a role she just seemed a little bit like okay you know like what am i doing here but at the same time it seems like she's okay but i did sign up for the show because there was something about him we really did have a connection in a sense, but at the same time, I feel like she's thinking, well, she's met him and she's not really attracted to him, but then she's thinking, um, again, I'm thinking all of this is going on in her head and she's thinking, but isn't that why I signed up for the show is I wanted to do something different, right? Normally I'm always falling for the hot fit guy, right? And I wanted to connect more on a deeper level. And so it's, it's like all of this, like, should I just give this a chance? All of that is going on in her head in my opinion. <laughs> so anyway, so she jumps in the shower. I mean, he jumps in the shower so he can go ahead and wash that stuff off his face. And she's just sitting there, well, standing there, excuse me, in the bathroom as she just continues to just kind of, you know, just uh, contemplate things. Okay. We go over to Cole and Zana. And... I believe, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I believe it is Zanab. I think I heard somebody say Zena, but I think it is Zanab. Um, now, they are, they discuss, so they're about to play games. Okay, let me put it that way. I'm sorry about that. And I think at first, they well, they played Okay, there was whole, this whole discussion, let, let me start over, sorry, with Colin's and where 
when we first saw them, they're hugging, they're walking, and he's got the, the cell phone doing a video. And he says that we had this, <clears throat> excuse me, conversation about the difference with good and great. And I guess when Zanab was saying last night was great for her, and he said, yeah, last night was good. And so her thing is, okay, then good means it's not great. <laughs> and his thing is, no, good is great. They're the same thing. And I guess the core of that is that that is what played a lot into um, some of, I guess, the silent treatment that she may have felt, him not sharing or talking with her about what he was thinking or feeling in the moment. And when they finally did talk and realizing that one said good, the other said great, uh, probably need to elaborate on what that means because good and great are really two different things. <laughs> and uh, so they were just saying that that was one of the topics of discussions that they had earlier and it led into, I'm sure, like a friendly, harmless debate. Then it'd go to play ping pong and cornhole games and chess. Um, none of those worked out well. The whole time Cole is trying to beat his fiance at these games. He's trying to teach her and also beat her. <laughs> and Cole, teach her the game the right way, number one, and number two, you know, let her win, <laughs> you know, because she's trying to first either teach her and let her honestly play and you play fairly, but don't teach her slightly, right, and very passively, and then also then you try to beat her all at the same time, like, come on. Uh, now, you know, they make it to the pond and they're just kind of sitting there. So Cole says, so you told me that you can cook, right? And so he goes there and he says, so what do you think we can accomplish together? Like after this whole thing is done. And I've got what? <laughs> because this is Cole again, doing Cole, being Cole. And what does Cole do? He flip-flops. He goes from childish, playful behavior, being silly, being ridiculous, you know, throwing his towels, I guess, on a coffee table. Uh, being immature, not being able to have an adult conversation with Zanab to express his feelings and just walking away, you know, the next morning after an intimate encounter, right? And just the way he was playing around in the pool. Okay, oh my gosh, he's too much for me. So he goes from that to... So how do you see this? What do you, how do you plan to, what are your plans for us in the future? How do you see this working out? Okay, because he was serious Cole at this point. So she says, well, since she sees, because he's in real estate, since she sees that he flips houses, that maybe he can get them a really nice house and she can make it into a home if he doesn't, if he can stop throwing his towels around the coffee table so that we get into this whole discussion because he then says, oh, so you're passive aggressive? And she's like, oh, is, is that what, is that how you're taking what I'm saying? So basically she's saying, look, if I am, I'm not in intentionally trying to be passive aggressive, you know, call me out on it. I'll try to work on it. Give me some time. That's not my intentions. I was just kind of saying that, yes, I kind of see this. I'm not giving up on us. And I think there was also a discussion where he was kind of saying, okay, so have you fallen out of love with me? Because he was saying that one of his greatest fear is wondering what 
if she'll still have the same feelings for him at the end of the four weeks, right? Is she going to say yes or is she going to say no? That's what she was saying that her, that's what he was saying that he was fearful, fearful, excuse me, of. And I don't, and I don't blame him, of course, but also at the same time, I would understand it from her end because he is too much. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go four weeks. That, that's just too much. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, all right. So then we go to Colleen and Matt. And I just have her. These two are so cute. <laughs> and so they talk about if they would have met one another in the real world, if they would have, you know, if could it could they have ever, let's put it that way, met one another in the real world. And there, if so, like how, in what setting would we have ran into each other, right, is what she's getting at here. And because she's saying, well... Um, I guess I would have met you on Hinge, right? And maybe we could have met there. And so Matt says, well, you wouldn't have met me on Hinge. I don't do Hinge. I'm not on Hinge. I don't do any of those dating platforms or, or apps. And she's like, oh, okay. Then he says, you probably would have met me at a bar. And she's like, okay, cool. And then he, she says, well, what would have been your pickup line? And he said he doesn't really do pickup line. <laughs> it probably would have just been something, you know, just like a joke or something. Maybe would have, you know, offered to buy her a drink, that sort of thing. But anyway, they're they're glad that they're here. They're glad that they met through the pods, and they are excited uh, that they're getting married in four weeks. Okay, so then we go to Bartice and Nancy. Now these two, <laughs> they're so cute too, right? So he is all in and he, I can tell, goes hard. Like once he sets his mind to something, if he believe, if he believes in it, he's going to go in. So he's all in with Nancy. He's going hard. Again, this is right now. And I don't know what the future holds. We're just speaking off this initial um, chemistry. Now, maybe we may have some different perspective at the end of the next droppings next week, but we'll see. Okay, so he's all in. And I can also, I like that he doesn't half anything. He, if, he's, if he says, I'm going to give 100%, I'm going 100%, right? Now, and I have a feeling too, though, that if he decides he no longer wants to do the 100%, that he's going to just pull out. So I respect that. Uh, he's always touching her. He's always touching her face, hugging her, pulling her in for a kiss, touching her legs or thighs again. Um, and I think that they should pause for a second. I believe that the show probably, it would only probably be helpful for the couples if they incorporate um, love languages, right? I believe the book, which I read, I believe his name was Gary Chapman, but he wrote this wonderful book about knowing your partner's love language. Because if you know your partner's love languages, then when you interact with your partner, right, or your spouse, or whoever you're dating or whatever, right, you will interact with them according to their love language, so, and I, I don't have all the love languages, but I believe it was service. I believe there was um, gifts. There was um, quality time and a couple other ones that I'm not physical, something else I'm not thinking about right now, but I know mine's is quality time, right? So for example, if we're having issues and let's say you're trying to make up because we had a fight, you buying me a gift, although it's nice and sweet, doesn't mean anything to me because I don't care about those things. And don't get me wrong, I do like things and I do like nice things, but that's not what's going to get me. It's quality time. I like spending time with my person, okay? Um, so in this case, let's say here uh, with uh, 
Barti was it Bartiz and yeah, I believe it was Bartiz. Same thing here is that oh, I know where I was getting at the touchy feely thing. So he's always touching her. Now I don't know what her love language is. Her love language might I don't think it's gifts. I don't see Nancy as that kind of person. Um, and I don't know if it's service. Service is where you you're you know you're always doing not buying gifts, but you're doing something for someone all the time. But I believe hers might be whichever one of those love languages includes showing affection or touching or whatever. And that might be her love language because, and that might be his too, because he loves it when she's always touching him. Um, although I really don't know what his is, but I believe that hers is that because she does like that. And he's always put, no, his might be that. I'm sorry, let me correct myself because he's always reaching out to her, showing affection, wanting to bring her face in, asking for a kiss, touching her leg, touching her back, admiring her. And some, and that might be because his love language is that. So if that is his love language, she should also try to interact with him in that way, which she does. Okay, so we'll move on from that. So we go to SK and Raven. Now with SK and Raven, they're out by the mountains. There's an instructor there, and they're about to be serenaded by some kind of Zen-like instrument, which basically is designed to relax you and clear your mind and help you connect with your inner soul and spirit so and sometimes there is this app that's called the calm app and that app i love it because it allows you to you can hear like you can there are different settings right and different things you can select but i like to select some of the features where it it doesn't it, well it tells you like a bedtime story but not like a child bedtime story but like you can imagine yourself on a train and you're going to, let's say, um, Chicago or California and it's telling you about the different people who are on there and the different conversations that there. So it's, it's, a, it's just something just to kind of relax your mind and the softness and the music and all of the stuff that's happening in the background really does kind of just relaxes you makes you forget about the day and puts you to bed there are other features too where you can listen to the wind or you can listen to the beach waves or sounds or rainfalls and i just really do love that uh, app but anyway so when uh they were out there with nature and listening to the instruments it reminded me of that because they also do have some of those instruments on that app that i do listen to and i do enjoy uh, when i want to kind of get into that space and zone now during this whole process uh raven is out <laughs> she's relaxed i mean she is doing what she's supposed to be doing in this process but um sk is snoring he's asleep <laughs> he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing with this process he's sleeping <laughs> so uh yeah he may have been tired so anyway, so they sit up to talk and then, you know, this get, they get this nice little arrangement of food or whatever. And somehow we get into muffins, right? And I'm thinking Big Brother, Muffin Gate, whoever watched BB24. But we get into muffins. We get into razzle-dazzle and apprehensions and the block that's in the way. Okay. Pause. <laughs> So in a nutshell, right, this whole little conversation that was going on between SK and Raven 
was again because Raven was saying, look, I, I know I'm sorry. I'm not quite there yet. I'm probably a little bit moving a little bit slower um, than probably what you're expecting or what you're used to. I just need to just feel comfortable. But at the same time, she's also saying, look, you're kind of like okay and and okay with waiting for me i'm kind of like okay and just kind of waiting for you if we're both kind of on opposite ends just kind of like okay whenever you're ready let me know we'll never get there right so she did kind of mention one time that someone here needs to take the lead okay so there was a mention of somebody needs to take the lead coming from her i guess maybe putting that ownership on sk and then the other thing that i also heard is that she had said um oh, the whole thing with the razzle dazzle i don't understand the razzle dazzle and but i did understand what he was saying about the block the issue with the block from sk is that okay there is something in the way <laughs> right and we need to get this block because it's the pod right it's that middle partition right there's something in the way although we're no longer in the pods we can actually see and touch each other excuse me but there's still something, this invisible block that's in a way that is preventing us from connecting, correct? So how do we get that block out the way? And, and that's where I think that they might need some help from the show because I know I've said this last time and I could totally be wrong, but I believe that there is some strong, sensual, and even he mentioned it, passionate, no, I, I do know that there are some passionate signs in the Zodiac. Like, for example, Taurus is a very passionate sign. Um, so, but at the same time, and I know that Scorpio is a very um, sensual sign as far as the Zodiac. So, I've picked up on a couple of things with him that is tying me to him being Scorpio. But then also, with him being passionate i can feel that there's something hidden there and if that tiger is let loose i don't know okay so <laughs> so i think that he's thinking if and when she's ready then i will let her see that side of me right and will she be able to handle it? And I'm thinking, she's probably thinking, he doesn't have that side. Like, okay, he, I don't think he's going to turn me out, right? Maybe she's having those thoughts in her head. But I am sensing that there is something that he's got that's going to eventually turn something on inside of her, okay? Now, and I'm talking about energy here and emotion i'm not talking anything related to sex that's not even where i'm at I'm, I'm just talking about just connecting right spirits just once you get there with someone emotionally and that connection even through a kiss those releases of energies can sometimes turn something on in someone else especially if it's sincere especially if you're passionate and especially if you're sensual, all those things. 
anyway okay so i'll move on from that so i think that that is the the block with them and so as soon as that block can be taken away i think it will help their relationship i just don't know what what happens from there on uh, i guess we'll just have to see what happens i hope they can kind of get that block out the way so they can start to develop that closeness that i can see is there from him uh and it looks like she might be open to it is, does she want it or is she afraid of it? That's what I don't know. Okay, we're going to go on to Alexa and Brennan. Now, they're just talking about meeting, you know, their families in the futures. Uh, they're talking about the family dynamics and the differences that make up their family. Nothing really going on there. Then we go into conversation with Nancy and Bartise. And they're, okay. This is my favorite pause. So you know how when you watch your favorite show and you see something and it turns something on in you and it's like, ah, oh, we're here. This is going to be exciting. Okay. That was this moment for me. So when I saw Nancy and Bartise walking hand in hand, like, like a couple that's been together forever, right? And they walk in hand in hand and the mood is set, right? And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know what this is. And they're at this venue with the little light bulbs and it's dark outside and the stars are twinkling up in the sky. And I can see um, the bar with the little drinks and everything. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is the part of the show where the couples come together and you meet the other people that you were talking to, you know, that you're hollering at in the pods and they didn't choose you and, and then you chose their friend or whatever happened, that whole hot mess. This is the part where they come together. So immediately I went to, ah, this is going to be where Bartise sees Raven and Raven sees Bartise, right? but they're with two different people. And then where Cole sees Colleen and Colleen sees Cole, but they're with two different people, right? And all of the other intertwining aspects of that whole dynamic. And I was thinking, ah! And so when it, when it all clicked, I got excited. I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, so good times are ahead. <laughs> so, all right, so Bartiz mouth drops, is what I put, when he saw Raven, because at this point, you know, the couples were coming in one by one. You're five couples, so there are five entries, and as each couple came through, you know, it was like, hey, you know, they were, like, cheering them on. And then eventually Nick and Vanessa Lachey came out and said that this is the part where you meet one another and meet the people that you probably didn't select in the pod or the people that you may have dated or whatever. So then they said, everyone, this is Alexa and Brennan. This is Cole and Zanab. This is Colleen and Matt. This is SK and Raven, and this is Bartise and Nancy, right? So everybody is finally seeing everyone just in case they didn't get a chance to, you know, greet them with a hug or a handshake or whatever. So, uh, so his mouth drops because now he's finally seen Raven, right? And this also remind me of a scene in season 14, uh, excuse me, season two, episode two. Um, no, season two, excuse me, of Love is Blind in the same sort of dinner gathering where there was this couple. I just can't think of their names right now. So he says, when he laid his eyes on Raven, he says, wow, she's a baddie and she's a smoke shell. And he was saying that Raven is the kind of woman that he would talk to or even approach in real life right and he understood 
that that's who she was when they were in the pods. He already knew her. He had envisioned that that's who she was. But he said, like he also said, he wanted to do something different, which is why he had signed up for the show. So he was not surprised to see that she was who he thought she was uh, and that he thought she was hot. Raven also thought that he was attractive um, as far as I remember. But either way. I uh, will mention real quick here too. I didn't like Vanessa's dress. That white dress with the black dots that was just straight up and down had no didn't allow her any curves or anything. I just I was not feeling that dress at all. And Cole's shirt was not fitting for this occasion. I don't know where he thought he was going. Um, he's 25 years old. He should be able to know how to dress for an occasion. Um, but everybody else, you know, seemed you know like they read the memo. I don't know which memo <laughs> um, Cole read, but um, I didn't like it at all. Anyway, okay. Now, we go to Carlene and Zanab. So, first of all, <laughs> we go to Carlene and Zanab. First of all, Carlene been drinking. <laughs> she been drinking. <laughs> what do I want to say? Watermelon. <laughs> I would know. She said, I've been drinking. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, so Colleen's been drinking too much. Uh, she's definitely buzzed. So, but they're doing math, right? I don't know if they're throwing up crip signs or what's going on. You see two, then you see four, then you see five. <laughs> it's like, what is happening here? But I guess Colleen, which is messy, is a knob because you should not be telling Colleen who actually had an interest in Cole and he chose you instead of her about your intimate sessions but okay uh but she tells her that you know i think zanab asks or colleen asks how many times you know whatever and so uh, zanab said no colleen said two and then she said how many times did you guys colleen said four no zanab said four <laughs> sorry colleen said two and then Zanab said four. And then Colleen was like, what, four? And then she said, oh, no, wait a minute. No, it's five because if we count this morning. <laughs> I was just like, and they're both giddying and laughing like high school kids. And, you know, these are grown women, but it is what it is. Now, um, <laughs> I have here that Colleen is tipsy, which I had just mentioned. But I, I, I need her to find her limitation. Like, know how much you can drink before you're, like, just swaying side to side. Because, you know, it's just not, it's not cute. But it's okay to have a good time. You're with the people that you know, that you trust. You guys have been, been through this show and this process together. But it just seems like she was doing a little bit too much swaying. And, yeah, she just needs to have a good time. Know that you can drink, but just know when you need to be like, okay, I'm good. Uh, so we go to Bartise and Cole and SK. The three of them were talking. Now, just real quick here. Cole is talking to the two gentlemen, but he's looking at Bartiz and he says that he feels that thing, well, he's talking to all three of them actually, well, Cole and Bartiz, excuse me. He tells them that he feels that things are different, right? Because they're saying, well, how are things going? How's it working out for you guys? You know, you know, how's everything been since the pod? And Cole says that things are different. He says that now that he, he feels that he has to adapt to who she was in his mind, and who she really is now in real life. And he feels that they're two different people. And he 
says that she's all this great stuff and they have, you know, strong sexual chemistry and all this other stuff and they can laugh and joke and have a good time. But he mentions that he feels that she's passive aggressive because she had an issue with the fact that I left my towel on the coffee table. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to leave that alone. You're too grown, 25 years old, to be just throwing your towel across the room, um, hang it up in the bathroom. Um, so he asks if Bartise, um, because now Bartise is, because I guess Cole is giving off this negative energy, like things, to, he's just not happy. I mean, is, is he's happy, he's okay, but he wants to point out and highlight what he doesn't like about Zanab versus just like, well, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, we have four weeks. Bartise thing is, no, we're not going to look at it that way. Um, and it sounds like Bartise was telling Cole, telling Cole this, that the reason you're having issues is because you had already painted a vision of who you thought she was in your head. And, and now that is combating with who she really is when you should have never painted that vision. That's what he's getting at. Now, so he asks... So Cole asked Bartise about his relationship with Nancy. Bartise had her back. He's like, she's cool, she's sweet, we're not having any issues, everything's good over here. Um, I, I love her. And so Cole is surprised, right? Because he's thinking, oh, so she's the same person, you know, whatever. And she's like, she's the same person to me. <laughs> so he says, well, wait a minute. Okay, so I know we have four weeks, but if they were to ask you today, would you marry her today? And he was like, if they asked me today, I'd marry her. Tomorrow, I married her. Next week, I married her. In four weeks, I'm going to marry her. And, he, and so that made Cole step back. Like, okay, well, maybe I'm just doing too much. Maybe I just need to reevaluate and appreciate Zanab more. That's how I read it. Uh, but anyway, so somehow, SK talks about Raven. Because we're still talking with the three guys here, Bartiz, Cole, and SK. So, and, and I believe because they were asking him, so what about you? How did things work out for you? Because remember, uh, Bartiz and Raven had a thing, but now Raven is engaged to SK. So they're talking about, SK is talking about, you know, being with Raven for the last couple of days and how that has been. And he basically says that, you know, everything's been great, whatever, whatever. And I think the guys were asking, so did you guys go there? How was last night? And he was like, oh, you know, we didn't go there. We didn't do anything last night. So they were surprised. And they're like, what? And so he's like, okay, imagine we're wherever they were. And she sat on one end and I sat on the other. And we just talked. And so they were surprised. And so this is when Cole, not Cole, Barty said, wait a minute. I had chemistry with her in the pods. I, it was between her and Nancy, but I chose Nancy. But I tell you something, had I chosen her, there's just no way she would have been sitting across from me. She would have been on my lap, like Nancy is always sitting on my lap, meaning that we're always close. Why, you know, we're going through this process. I chose you. Why are we distant, right? Shouldn't we, it's still early in our relationship. We should want to be on each other, is what he was getting at. And so he, in in other words, he was basically say basically, excuse me, saying without saying that he's picking up that maybe Raven is not attracted or interested in SK. Because if she was, she would have gotten a whole lot closer and would be on him. But anyway, we'll leave it there. So the girls asked Raven if she and SK were intimate, because I guess everybody else had 
consummated. So these two girls were, I think it was Alexa and Colleen or whoever it was there with Raven. And she said, uh, no, we didn't do anything. We just, you know, did a lot of talking and just got to know each other and just try to build an emotionship, emotional bond. So they all kind of looked a little crazy, like, oh, what? Do you even, so it's almost that puzzle, like, hey, wait a minute, do you, do you even like him? <laughs> uh, so I guess it kind of made her think about it herself, too. Like, well, wait a minute, am I not putting my all into this? Because shortly thereafter, she walks over to SK. He was standing there. She just puts her arm around him. Again, all of this can be editing. I don't know when this exactly happened, but she puts her arm around him to embrace him and he hugs her of course and they just held each other for a few minutes so yeah that was kind of interesting to me how that all happened anyway so we go to noun and let's pause for a second because nancy and they could have been doing nancy wrong because it seems like in this outing where everybody's having a good time you know the women are drinking the guys are taking shots and they're talking about you know their spouses and you know how they had a good time and all of this stuff right and you got a glimpse of nancy on the side smelling her food <laughs> you know I don't know, she was smelling chicken sliders or whatever she was doing there then you see her just drinking it was always like she was just kind of off to the side just by herself secluded from the rest of the group and i don't know why uh, she was doing that i mean sometimes you may be a little bit introverted and it takes you a while to warm up to a group so you kind of just stay off to the side and just sort of just people watch and observe i get that but you don't have to do that when your man is there you have a whole fiance why are you off to the side again also maybe she knew about the dynamics of raven so and maybe she's feeling a little bit insecure because she's seeing Raven in this white outfit and she's looking good and she's thinking, okay, I know he's got to be thinking if he made the right choice with me. So maybe there are a whole bunch of thoughts going on in her head. So she just wanted to be by herself near some food and drinks and that. So anyway, so we'll leave that alone. Now to wrap this up, we go to Bartise and Nancy. Now they're coming home. Uh, to their getaway and they come through the doors and Bartise because she's walking towards the bedroom and Bartise tells Nancy get in that bed now <laughs> and she's like okay and she started running towards the bed and she just flopped onto the bed and I was just like girl yes <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there because yes I'm gonna just leave that right there um, because he wasn't saying it like in a bad way it was kind of this dominant forceful you know role play-ish like you know and and she caught on she's like yes sir so she yes yeah, so I, I did like that so and eventually when he joined her in bed as well he's wanted her because see this is where i'm realizing that he's paying attention to her because he sees she's got this red dress on she's been drinking she's a little tired she flops onto the bed and not flops badly but she you know finally falls on you know it's like oh, finally the bed right so she falls onto the bed and she has her shoes on. And as he gets into the bed with her on the other side, he wants her to be comfortable, right? So he's like, oh, hold on. So he takes, he goes to unbuckle her shoe and takes her shoes off. So that way she can fully get herself into the bed and relax. So I thought that was sweet. I, I did notice that. It's not like he just kind of left her there 
with her shoes on and didn't care. He realized that she was too tired to take her shoes off. And so he took her shoes off for her so she can be comfortable as she got in. So brownie points for that. Um, Bartiz for paying attention to the little things because some men wouldn't even do that. Okay, so then I got a why, why, why. <laughs> why? And I think I know where I'm going with this. Why are you doing too much talking, Bartiz? Too much talking. So he's going on and on and on. Because they're talking about the other couples that they've met and then they're talking about the different dynamics of the relationships and who they did who in the pause and who end up not selecting that person and who they end up. And so I, I get it, right? It's like little awesome. Um, office gossip so somehow he lands on sk and raven now i did peep something a couple of times it seems like uh nancy sensed what was going on and was trying not to get him like boo you don't have to go there we don't have to talk about raven you know like i'm good <laughs> she was trying to go on and talk about something else i don't think that he caught on so he was, and then of course he had been drinking, he's been taking shots. He's not, you know, belligerent or acting stupid. He's just hyper um, alert and awake and just rambling at the mouth. He's, you know, in Malibu with his fiance who he's into at this moment and everything's good. So he's just in his happy place and he's just running at the mouth, right? So he's going on, he talks about SK and Raven's relationship and he says that Raven is the type of girl that he would normally go after in the real world, which, okay, pause. Let me go back. First of all, he had mentioned that he had asked SK how things are going on with him and Raven. And that's when SK had told him about the distant thing where he sat on one end and she sat on the other. And that Barty said to Nancy that he was thinking to himself, well, that doesn't make any sense. If this is the person you chose, why would you guys be on opposite end? You know, and so at that moment, Nancy is thinking, okay, so is she here to get my man? You know, number one. And I know that it was between me and her and you chose me. But now that you've finally seen her in person, now I'm a little bit threatened because I don't have that body. Like, so do you, are you still here with me? Or has someone... Has Raven caught your attention, right? I'm reading all of this in her eyes and in her body language, right? As she's kind of slouched off to the side, looking at her, looking at him sideways. Um, so anyway, so, but he's not catching any of this because he's just happy. He's talking to his lady. He wants to tell her about his day where she was there um, and all of this excitable stuff that he discovered and his conversations with people. He's just, blah, 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 blah. He's just talking, right? Yet, She's perched over to the side, side-eyeing him, listening. He's missing a cue because his mouth is running like a faucet. Okay. So that's going on. Um, and he told her as well in this moment that he had cried when it came time to make the decision that it, he cried between deciding to pick Nancy or deciding to pick uh, Raven and that he chose her. For which, as a man, you would think by telling a woman that, that's a good thing, right? I'm letting you know, hey, it was between you and this person. I chose you, you won, right? But no, not when that other person is now there and you guys are gonna be sharing this environment and space for the next four weeks on a show 
and you're going to be threatened by the fact that this person may pop up anytime and you know now you're insecure about relationship it doesn't know i don't feel now that i've won because now you're telling me you cried you cried which means this was a very very difficult decision and now that i've seen her actually well well he, she knew what she looked like but now that i've seen her and i know that you've seen her right now i'm worried and that's what he was missing because he was talking too much. Uh, now, the thing too I did like about Bartiz is that once he realized that, wait a minute, I think I've been doing too much. <laughs> I think I've been talking too much. And I think I said too much. Um, he settles his mind and his mouth there at the end. And he says, hold on. He said, hey, babe. Wait a minute, let me ask you, is it okay that I'm being this brutally honest with you? He didn't say brutally, but, you know, being honest with you. And she kind of just shrugged her shoulder and said, yeah, it's okay. Which means no, it's not. <laughs> um, he's thinking he's doing a good thing because he's just being honest and saying, hey, this is what happened. Putting it all out on the table. And she really didn't need all of that. A, she didn't ask you. If she, if she wanted to know, she would have asked you. But she didn't ask you because she already knows half of the story. She was there. She lived in the quarters with Raven. Remember, every time the women went out on their little dates in the ponds, they came back and talked about it. So everybody knew who everybody was dating and interested in or whatever and who's, was, who's top three. So she really already knows half of this stuff. <laughs> um, and then not only that, but now the dynamics of everybody meeting each other. So she was kind of already there. She was trying to help you out earlier when she was like, okay, let's just skip over this. Let's talk about this. But no, you were kind of caught up. Long story short, so here we are. But this is it. This is where the show ends for episode four. Um, and, and I hope I did say episode four at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the end of episode four. So we're going to go ahead and now start to wrap this up. So I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so we have arrived to the end of our Love is Blind Season 3, Episode 3 through 4 podcast, okay? I want to take a brief moment to thank you for your time and engagement. My podcast is new, and if you can take a few minutes to give me a five-star rate of five-star rating, if you agree, it would be much appreciated. Uh, the rating does help other Love is Blind listeners to find the podcast. So again... Thank you. Come back next week. Uh, remember the next three episodes, five, six, and seven will drop on October 26th. Or if you want, feel free to go back through episode one of season three and listen to it again. All right. But I will see you guys again soon. Let's do this again and have a great day. Bye.